For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 416 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Man, I'm sure glad it's it's not like we got like a crazy episode of a so it's just gonna be an easy going week, you know? Nothing crazy. No, nothing, nothing crazy not going like, on uh, at all. Nothing we've been looking forward to seeing for like no, no, you know, twenty years or no, you know. Not, not a not not a real exciting crazy episode. Just a normal you know, some might even call it filler. This shit ain't nothing yeah. to me, man. <laughs> Before we jump into uh, that, um, you guys know what to do. Go to myweirdfoot.com or blueharvest.rocks. Get all your relevant Blue Harvest information, right? You can find links to all the social media, the Twitch channel. Well, just earlier today, I was streaming the release of the new Mortal Kombat game. It's, it's Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, twitch.tv slash blue harvest pod, and you'll find links to our Patreon where if you want to hear my re a immediate reactions to Ahsoka, that's what's, what's doing over there on the Patreon right now. Um, and all kinds of other bonus content. We got a lot of bonus content built up over on that exclusive Patreon RSSSSSS feed. <laughs> and uh if you want to just go directly there it's patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast big old shout out to our patrons you guys are the best damn you guys make it happen best. captain oh buddy how's your week been it's been all right it's been crazy yeah crazy week i hear you i um i I haven't been up to a whole lot. I did go see Coheed and Cambria. That is I, a lot. That's yeah, cool as shit. Fun. It was good to get out. They just they played like right down the road from my house. Um, Luke Cruiser of the formerly of the the Bad Motivators and his wife Rachel came into town, so I hung out with them at the show. And listen, guys, that's cool. Any of you guys out there who are like real sad, big, big, bad, bad motivator fans, 
I want you to know I tried, okay? I did try. I tried to, you know, play a uh, nudge. Di di diplomat, you know? Like, I, I tried to play um, build uh, bridge builder, um, but I, I don't know what to tell you guys at this point. Those dudes hate each other. So <laughs> I said, damn. Luke Cruiser's trying to get me to vote, uh, cast a vote of no confidence in Eric Struthers. Damn! Struthers, sorry. Oof. So I tried, Oof. guys. I tried. Oof. I tried real hard to get them to, you know, throw on the old podcasting pants again, but. Hash it out. I said, hey, man, let me ask you. And he said, uh uh. I know what you're going to ask. I don't even want to talk about it. I said, well, what am I talking about? He says, you know. You know. And I said, what? And he said, the bad motivators. And I was like, yeah, you got me. So, <clears throat> buddy, um, what the fuck did I watch on Star Wars TV this week? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just, uh, just a little bit of Hayden Christensen being Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, man. Just a, maybe a little bit of a lot of that. Maybe a little bit of a lot of that. I mean, what an episode. It's one of those episodes right. where, like, while I'm watching, I'm having a really good time, and I'm like, oh, shit, check this out. And then it's after it's over, and I record my silly little reaction for Patreon. And I was just kind of sitting here going, like, did I really just watch that? Is this real life? Right. I watched it a second time today. Yeah. And even today, I was like, is this really happening? Like, I'm going to wake up at some point. Like, took a long time to get here. Like, I just... Sure glad we got here. I just feel like, you know, the next morning when I watched it, I was like, okay. So, you know, that initial holy shit watch is out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, okay, maybe I can calm my silly little ass down and pay attention a little better this episode. And nope, it, the, all the same moments hit the exact same way again. Um, just so sitting there like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy and oh boy you know the there's a lot of big story moments and shit you're surprised you're gonna see but then even visually and sort of the tone of the episode was just really good too there's a couple of shots and stuff that are like some all-timer star wars visuals at this point already you know i uh yeah absolutely and I think we made some calls last week that came true, by the way. Um, the fact that we saw none of the new galaxy. Like, nope. This was an yeah. episode where we saw not a first lick of anything. It was kind of like a hyperbolic time chamber training mm -hmm. episode. It was just like back through time, you know. But uh, I forget whatever else we called to. Oh, but I, as I was watching it, I was like, Haas called this. Haas called oh, this. One of mine was that they were going to use the Purgle to get That's right. to the other galaxy. And sure That's enough. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, so, after watching the episode twice, I'm 100% convinced that Ahsoka wasn't there physically. This was like a spiritual realm consciousness fucking uh spirit journey or whatever walkabout like old john i disagree Locke. yeah i don't think she was there physically because her, her she was underwater for hours yeah but th that's because her consciousness was not in her body 
not in her body. It's Star Wars. She chose to live, so they were like, all right, well, send this back to your body. You're going to wake up in the water. You ain't going to feel great. We're going to take your headband off. That's just going to look real weird. You're just going to be looking at the screen going, what's off with her sleeping in this bed? Something's different. She didn't have her headband on. Um, also, huge fan of the sort of mid-season wardrobe change for Ahsoka. That new outfit is killer. With like the samurai arm guards and the shin and, and foot guards and shit. Oh, big mm -hmm. fan of that. It reminds me of a lot of Ray's outfit a little bit. It's got a little bit of a vibe about that too, but it's got that same, like she's got a very similar undersuit. It's just lighter mm -hmm. in color. And fucking the, Lord of the Rings the nerd Filoni, really, he was like, <laughs> they'll never, uh, we're like, oh yeah, we get it. Gandalf the white Filoni, we get it, buddy, trust me. Yeah, wearing the white cloak now, mm -hmm. wearing the white shawl now or whatever. Yeah, that thing looked comfy um, as hell too. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. very lived in. Mm -hmm. I love that you get to see her smile. At the end of this episode, because that was like a big part of, you know, Ahsoka was very positive. You know, she saw hope in the best and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen her so grim and serious. But it's interesting to see her, I don't know, her her joy. Yeah, back. like she, like when she, once she wakes up and sort of, you know, recalibrates herself, it's clear that this. Anakin-sized weight on her shoulders has been lifted, right? Because you got to think, the last time we saw Ahsoka, you know, there obviously it's the season two finale of Rebels where her and Vader face off, and you don't see how that resolves itself. And then the very next time you see her, she's in the world, a world between worlds with Ezra, and it's very quick. She's not in it a ton. So they mm -hmm. haven't really gotten the opportunity to unpack her feelings about that confrontation with Vader, right? Mm -hmm. Like the 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 coming face to face and you know confirming her feelings that it was Anakin and shit. So I'm right. glad we got to see her work through that. And the fact that they were like, "Oh well, she's got to work through that. Let's bring Hayden Christensen in for most of the episode." Was just fucking cool, man. Um, right. And so there were a couple slight things like this is one of those things where I'm so positive on it that I was like, well, I got to throw in a couple of things, right? One mm -hmm. that is so minor, but I did think it was kind of funny and a little silly is when she shows up in the first flashback, right? She goes, mm -hmm. wait a second. This is the clone wars, right? And I get it. I get it that that is canonically what the war was known as, right? Mm -hmm. But it seemed like such a reference to the show of the same name. Like, it might have mm -hmm. felt a little more natural if she was like, wait a second. This is the Battle of Ryloth. This is one of our first missions or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm just assuming that's where it was because of how many Twi'leks there were in that battle. Um, but I also feel like if they were going to do that, then they should have gone all the way like later in the episode when... Hera and Jason are watching Ahsoka, you know, connect with the big whale. He's like, wow, this is just like the stories you told me about how the whales showed up and took Ezra and the bad guys far, far away back when you guys were rebels. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, they saved us. And then, and then just to drive it home one more time, I think he should have gone. Oh man, I can't wait to get back to the fleet and tell my friend Kaz about this. 
And Eric could have said, well, expect some resistance from CN Senator Ziono. Oh, my goodness. That would have been the cherry on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, some resistance. I thought the lady that played young Ahsoka was really good, too. Mm -hmm, really good. Um, I agree. I thought they got the, the look on point. I did notice that the the outfit was it seemed very similar to the one she had in Tales of the Jedi, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, and then obviously the um, Siege of Mandalore was that outfit she has in the Clone Wars. Now, Will and I have talked ad nauseum over the years about how we like Anakin's Clone Wars get up with like the shoulder pieces and the armor pieces and stuff. And it's still bananas to me that they fucking tossed old Hayden Christensen right in that outfit. Something mm -hmm. about it. They minded to need. Gave him the hair, too. They oh, gave bro. Him the, yeah, with the Superman curl and everything. The curl in the Sheesh. back. Yeah, they gave him. That was like right out of the cartoon, that hairstyle. Um, his, his shoulder pads or whatever, his shoulder armor, maybe one size too big for him. Like maybe they should have. I don't know, unless they were trying to go for like a broader silhouette with him, but it looked it a looked little like oversized. Foam. Yeah, or something. It didn't look like the hard plastic or metal that it was supposed to like. Right. I mean, and maybe it was the lighting. That could maybe it's answer. like a matte finish kind of thing to mm -hmm. it that throws it off, you know. But something about it, you know, it felt different. It felt yeah. weird. Yeah, it looked like he, he was in a Talking Heads video in a couple of scenes um but regardless <laughs> fucking cool um, the fight choreography really good between the two of them incredible yeah seeing some of those old prequel moves and seeing hayden do some of those old prequel moves fucking incredible like yeah. breathtaking i don't know to see it still again. got it and i gotta be honest with you the so they might have done a little bit of de-aging on him in this episode it did not seem as aggressive or as apparent as it did in the very last scene of the previous episode, at the end of episode four. You know? Yeah, they put too much on the money shot reveal yeah, for that last that scene. That might have been all it was. Um, yeah, that the, the reveal. And so, you know, you watch it once, and there's all this dialogue between them. I thought all the scenes of, of him and Ahsoka talking were, like, spot on. Like, really mm -hmm. good. And it felt like Hayden's Anakin portraying the Clone Wars Anakin. You know what I mean? It felt pretty seamless in that in that way. I mean, some of the dialogue he delivered and like the tone of it, uh -huh. I'm like, oh my god, it's so on point, so Anakin, right? Yeah. Like, and he then, stepped back into that role. I mean, it is it's his in the first place, right? But right. like, we have I haven't seen him play it. You know, I, I got the young, you know, the Anakin in Kenobi, but like. Yeah, sort of seemingly like. ass Anakin, just, I haven't seen since Revenge of the, you know. Yeah, seemingly set. like post, like the the flashback we got in Kenobi, you have to assume is probably sometime post Attack of the Clones, right? Like. Yeah. Before the shit really kicks off with the Clone Wars. Um, I mean, it's got to because he's still got like the short battle on here. Yeah, exactly. And then, obviously, we got him in the Vader suit in the final confrontation, but that was kind of it, right? We didn't yeah. get a ton of Hayden. 
he might have been in, you know, the Vader shoot, suit for some shots, but like we got more Hayden as Anakin in this episode than we did in Kenobi, like in all of yeah, this exactly. on-screen stuff in Kenobi. Um, and it was awesome, dude. Like it was, there was just something, because we knew it was coming. Like obviously it was one of those rumors that even like if you don't follow Star Wars rumors kind of rose to the top of the discussion, right? When it first sort of came out like oh apparently hayden christensen is signed on to be in the ahsoka show right well um, if you know anything about ahsoka and her history as anakin's padawan mm-hmm. like it's kind of something you have to address you know as those showrunners like you can't avoid right this especially with hayden you know willing to participate exactly and they and did being like such a good actor they did like the perfect example of show don't tell, right? Because yeah, I like I really like the animated stuff. Like you know, going back and rewatching Rebels before this, I came to appreciate it even more than I already did. Um, but you know, this is I would have to assume, without looking at like raw numbers, um, that this is being viewed by quite a bit. M- more people than the animated stuff and you know obviously there's dozens hundreds thousands of articles of like who is ahsoka tano and why is she important what's her history with anakin skywalker out there right like right but to actually show it and not just be like oh i served with Anakin. he was my master during the clone wars oh that's a cool piece of information well we actually got to see that in action yeah yeah um and Timora doing the voice of Rex. I mean, come on. The Rex costume? Awesome. <laughs> Their live yes. action Rex costume looked sweet. I thought. That first shot, seeing the clone troopers run through there, mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit. Like, I, the way that struck me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he gets pissed at her, oh, when he's like, like, "Is that what this turns is about? on the Vader?" Yeah. yeah, like that shit is unreal. Yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> um, yeah, that switch when she's like, "You know, you were much more powerful and dangerous than any of us ever realized," and he's like, "Is that what this is about?" Oof. Both times I watched it, I was like, "That one's really good," like. And not just, and, and there would have been a way you could have really on the nose, and, and let's be honest, some of this was on the nose, but she could have been like, well, you turned into Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. the writing of that moment was pretty, pretty good too. Um, That's what it, like, it references what you were talking about earlier, show, don't tell. Like, right. There was a lot of visual conveying of the message, mm-hmm. and the dialogue was really... Like, sort of Just to kind of bridge, it. yeah, just to kind of connect the things together. Because, you know, a lot of what, you have to read the meaning, and a lot of, a lot of what's said, you know, from Anakin. And, like, eventually in the end, like, you have to understand, you know... Yeah. You got to, you know, to choose life or death. Like I choose life and to choose life is to fight. Like you are going to have to fight to choose life. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. You know, that's Man, a lot. It's deep. I liked, uh, you know, when they first, 
like she's talking to him and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to complete your training. And she's like, I won't fight you. And he says, I've heard that before, or that's not the first I've time I've heard, heard that, that before. Yeah. And that is a reference to Luke telling him that in return of the Jedi. Once again, I thought that was good. They could have bird dogged that real hard too. And been like, yeah, it's not the first time I heard that heard that from my son. When, yeah. <laughs> didn't have I mean? to. No. Uh, and like, it's such an awesome sort of reference, right? And and or nod to a, a previous moment in Star Wars that, like, it's it's hard to explain why that's different versus Sabine being like, with the shield, how am I supposed to fight? I can't even see how am I supposed to fight in that one episode, right? Um, right. I don't know. Just something about it was different. But pr probably because it registered the first time I watched it. And the second time I watched it, I was like, is he talking about Obi-Wan on Mustafar? And then I was sitting there going through my fucking Star Wars Rolodex on my brain. Be running a lot slower than it used to back in the day. And then it hit me yeah. what it was a reference to. He's which talking was, about Luke. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I was like, that's sick! Man. Um... That first flashback scene when she like after the the initial battle when they're in like the the holding pattern and all the the troopers are laid out on, you know, the cots and stuff. And she's talking about mm -hmm. how many they lost. Rex is in the background that whole time. And I'll be honest right. with you. The first time I watched this episode, I missed a lot of what the two of them said to each other because I was just watching him like a hawk being like they better is he gonna have dialogue they better give him dialogue and then they didn't oh, i was i wasn't pissed but i was like are you serious you're just gonna have him in the background the whole time thinking about wow what a bum ass rumor that tomorrow was gonna be rex in this and then all i had to do was be patient because just a few minutes later sure enough they gave him a little dialogue um mm -hmm. I thought the stuff with Jason using the force and being able to hear uh, what was going on, basically in a different dimension or whatever the fuck is going on, was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought they did a good job with that, too. Um, I thought so, too. And I also thought there was a couple of, like, <clears throat> legitimate, like, funny like bits in this episode um when Hera and Hu Yang are, are flying in the ghost searching for Ahsoka <coughs> and Hu Yang starts talking about her master and uh Hera goes oh you knew him what was he like and he goes intense he, but it comes with the the slow look and the mm -hmm. eye squint yeah that's good yeah the slow look the eye squint and then the intense like, yeah that was real good good um i also thought carson teva this episode was awesome like when he's talking to hera and he's like listen we gotta report back to hq what are we doing here and then like she's trying to get him to be quiet because jason is doing his four stuff and she's like oh we got to go out and, and scan again yeah and who yang's like jason has abilities, abilities. his father, his father was, a jedi. was a jedi and his reaction where he's just like okay whatever let's go look where he's it. like 
Yeah, he's like, right. right. Okay, of course. Well, right. That's fun. Anyway, oh, yeah. let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, a fucking little reference to Leia as well. That was dropped in very naturally. Yeah. Yeah, Organa was covering for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I like to imagine. Like, she knows they're out there doing what they got to do. She's going to cover for them. She ain't going to... Which means she's also familiar with Ahsoka. Right? Oh. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Man, I... So... When does Ahsoka show back up on the scene is my question. Because they haven't established that. Mm -hmm. Right? The last time you see her in Rebels... She b- jumps back through the portal and goes back to Malachor. She tells Ezra, you know, whenever she gets back to come find him, right? That's the last of we, we see of her until uh, Mandalorian Season 2 when she shows up there. Mm-hmm. So, when the fuck? When did she come back? I wonder if they're ever going to... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, I wonder if they're ever going to, like, iron that out or figure that out. Of course they are. Of course they are. They will. There, there's just some Marvel comic or Del Rey book or something waiting in the wings to fill that little piece in. I'll tell you what. Or it'll be the next season of Mandalorian. Like, the call will go out to bring everybody together for the big triumph. Like, Ahsoka will come back for the Avenger-level event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, buddy, my question after, so we've seen over half of this series, right? We have three episodes left. I kind of wonder if the next episode is going to be the opposite of this episode. Meaning, is the next episode going to be seeing what happens with Sabine and Balin and Shin and Morgan and everybody that was on the Eye of Scion? Um, are mm-hmm. we going to see them show up in the galaxy, blah, 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 blah. And then Ahsoka shows up at the end. And then sort of the last two episodes are, you know, sort of resolving. Or the story. if, I mean, let's say that there's, it's not a direct jump for the Purgle. Right. From where they left to where they jumped to. Right. Like, let's say. It's a route, and they have a layover somewhere. Like, you may not see Ahsoka for the... I mean, I don't think they'll do that to her because there's another three episodes, but, like, you could potentially not see her for the rest of the se- the season. Like, yeah, I doubt you know, it could be that. only what happens yeah, in the next galaxy for I'll the be next on, three episodes. Man, if they pulled a boat... Or she doesn't come back till the end of that episode. End of the episode, yeah. you know, episode, that the third episode. I think I kind of think she'll show up at the end of the next episode in this new galaxy, and then the last two episodes will be, you know, sort of moving towards. I still have to guess that this season ends with Thrawn returning to the regular galaxy. To me, yeah. I almost, and I mean, obviously, I don't know. For I'm sure, wondering but, if it's a loss. Like I'm, I'm assuming. Oh like, yeah, I, it, I'm. If Ahsoka's in the losing quadrant, in losing faction at the end of the season. I think her and Sabine will meet up and make back up, right? And they'll be Master Apprentice again, I think. You know, Ahsoka, being in her new mindset, might even find herself a little more successful as Sabine's teacher. Um, But I do think ultimately the good guys are going to lose and Thrawn gets back to the regular Star Wars galaxy. 
That's probably what the season's going to end with, if I had to guess. Um, but all of that to say, I feel like there's going to have to be a second season of this show before the big movie, right? Like, if there's at least yeah. one more season of Mandalorian, I would have to figure there's at least one more season of Ahsoka in the cards as well. Um, Do you think that'll be it for Ahsoka? I don't know. I honestly don't know, buddy. It's hard to say. Like It is. The thing is, is... the Does Ahsoka make it into episode 10? Oof. Or whatever that movie ends up being, right? The... Man. Like, I Does almost... Ray seek counsel with Rosario Dawson? So As my Ahsoka. question is, all right, so we know, right, Ray hears the voice of Ahsoka at the end of Rise of Skywalker, right? And then Dave Filoni was like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean she's dead. Well, Dave, everybody else was, all right? And I get it, right? And you also have to ex examine it from sort of a, like a business standpoint. This is a character whose popularity was like such a slow buildup, you know, over multiple seasons of Clone Wars. And it's been sort of historically documented that the initial reaction to the character wasn't great. And just over time, won everybody over. She's like a major A-list Star Wars character now. And we're just now getting her in live action. So do they do something... They keep her around for a minute, for yeah, a long time. I kind of wonder, does she go off? Like, is the final resolution, you know, in for Ahsoka's character in the context of this connected Mando story that's going to sort of culminate in the Dave Filoni movie, does she end up going back to this new galaxy? And does she maybe start raising establish her own Jedi temple. That's kind of what I was wondering. Does she go there and, and sort of establish a temple and become a master in her own right? Maybe when Ray connects with her in, in nine, you know, that draws her back to the regular star Wars galaxy. I don't know that that's what they're going to do, but it would be an option for them to explain why she wasn't around for the events of the sequel trilogy. If she's still alive. And Dave mm -hmm. Filoni is always looking for that explanation, right? Like, why didn't she die right. in Order 66? Well, we explained that. Where was she during the original trilogy? Well, we kind of explained that, you know? So I do, they're mm -hmm. going to have to do something with her that kind of, if she doesn't, if she doesn't die before nine, they have to come up with some explanation, right? Why she's not in the sequel trilogy. Right. Right. So I do kind of wonder if it'll be going off to that other galaxy. And maybe she takes Jason with her. I, I get the feeling that she might be training Jason, right? Or maybe Sabine. Really? Yeah, maybe Sabine will be Jason's master. That'd be kind of cool. Or maybe she sends Jason to Skywalker. Ooh, bad idea. Because, bad idea. <laughs> That's always an option too, right? Is that Luke does have a, a fucking Jedi training temple it doesn't go well and not everybody's got to stay till the bitter end i guess not he clearly lets he cuts grogu out yeah man and there's a whenever lot of your questions. path is no longer at the temple 
you know how last week, I, or maybe, yeah, I think it was last week, I was saying Carson Teva is like the Agent Coulson of the Mando stuff? Mm-hmm. They better not kill him in that Dave Filoni movie. They better not. It's poetry, it rhymes as They ass. might. They might. They might. He's such a good character. And when he's talking to the um, the fleet commander or whatever that shows up, and he's like, hey, man, listen, I got to be honest with you. I can't let you approach the planet until I've gotten word that Ahsoka Tano, Tano has completed her mission. And the lady's like, that's the problem. There is no mission. And he's like, well, I respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when she's he's like, uh, that is classified. classified. I was like, ooh, good answer. Good answer. And then when she's uh, when she's like, listen, if you don't tell me what's going on, you're going to be up doo-doo creek without a paddle. And he's like, all right. It's, you're not going to believe me. And they spared us having to see him explain it. So, like, when they cut back to him, she's like, wait. So, the what? They're going to use the whales? Um, you know, this episode had a lot of really good special effects, like this whole series has. Yeah. There were yeah. the slightest couple of shots, specifically of the X-Wings flying over the water that didn't look super great, but I thought the Purgle stuff and the flashback stuff and like the subtle moments were, I mean, it wasn't exactly subtle. It was pretty in your face, but the switch between Vader, like in the costume and Anakin, like the first time you see it Mm -hmm. when he's walking away from her and it flashes. And then the other one. There's like lightning in that Mm -hmm. cloud. Yeah. And then the one where he's walking towards her. Um, the Mm -hmm. costumer for this show was on Instagram posting pictures. That was like, they actually did that with somebody in the Vader suit. That wasn't like CG or something. Um, Oh, that was a practical effect. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually probably the same dude who was in the Vader costume for most of Kenobi. I, if I had to guess, Mm. (laughs) um, but yeah, man, just one of those things. Like, we have, since Star Wars, quote-unquote, came back, right, in 2014, officially with Rebels, right, the first Disney thing, Mm -hmm. there have been some of these key moments where you go, oh, shit, this is, like, a huge deal. Holy shit, we're seeing something crazy, right? You know, the existence Mm -hmm. of an Episode Seven at all was one of those things I definitely thought, you know, uh, Grogu. The first time you see Grogu at the end of The Mandalorian and all of a sudden the scope of that show just blows up way bigger than mm-hmm. it was initially presented to us, right? And clearly, look what it's turned yeah. into. You know, Luke it showing It became up. a phenomenon of its own. Right. Luke showing up. Kind of beyond Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Luke showing up at the end of season two of Mando. Boba Fett showing right. up in, in the Tusken Raider robes and getting his armor back. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the shit with Obi-Wan and Anakin in, um, Kenobi, uh, Andor, (laughs) just uh, the show Andor in itself. Mm -hmm. Like there's been some really cool moments and this is a big one. And like, you know, I've, I've definitely got friends and, and stuff that I talk to Star Wars about who, 
are, and there's nothing wrong with this, I want to make this clear, definitely a little more critical of it than I am. I'm pretty easy, pretty lenient on Star Wars most of the time. And this has been one mm -hmm. of those times where a lot of those people, when I talk to them, were like, yeah, I don't know what to say. It was awesome. Like, that was really good. Mm. So it's nice, man. And I love seeing Hayden get the love. And, like, he was really good in this. He's really good in yeah, it. Yeah, really good. Um, really good. And, uh, I mean, we're barely scratching the surface. Like, things happen so quickly. Like, the Hot Topic Darth Maul Mandalorian showed up. In the Siege of Mandalore, mm -hmm. and just real good stuff. And I love that his last words to her are, there's hope for you yet. Yep. And then that I ended. feel like he said that to her before. I know someone will know. Oh, I'm sure. But I feel like that's from something. Um, And then, like, as soon as he says that, and, like, the scene starts to compress, like... It's almost like the world between worlds closes in and then the water starts to rise up. That's what I was just about to say. Like, that scene where like the stars uh -huh. fall, the mist falls yeah. to like rain and the water fills up like that's an excellent scene. Like yeah. that uh, whoever wrote that like the effect, the idea of it, yeah. like the transition from that to the water like that was good. Yeah. That was good. Dude, by the way, also really liked Jason's stuff with Hu Yang as well, where he's like, You have a training room on your spaceship? And he's like, Yep. Yeah. He's like, Will you train me? No. Do you know how to no. build a lightsaber? Yep. Will you help yes. me build one? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Like, I, I just. This is. His shit with Chopper was good, too. She's like, Look, you got to go low. And she said, She wants to know how low. She says, you got to go pretty low. Yeah, like, like you just hear. exchange was cute. You hear uh, Chopper in the background where she's mm -hmm. like, where he's like, um, he's like, uh, rawr, 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 rawr. he said, as low as you can go. Um, so apparently this is a neat little piece of trivia. So, you know, when Ahsoka wakes up in the, the, the water and she's like, oh, I'm in underwater. And then the lady jumps in on the bungee. The guy mm -hmm. who's on the ramp of the ghost helping pull them in, that's Brendan Wayne. That's one of the stunt people who's in the Mando costume. Oh, that's cool. Right? I thought that was neat. Um, that is cool. <sighs> I just... This is going to be one of those things that... Like, you know, there's a lot of fucking fighting in Star Wars and people fighting about Star Wars and... Bunch of people, like, people can be real dicks about Star Wars. And I don't mean in the way of, like, oh, I don't like that. Or this is, I mean, like, real dicks. Like, genuinely bad people about Star Wars. But then every mm -hmm. now and then you get this little nugget of Star Wars that hits just right. And maybe it doesn't hit just right for everybody, but it hits just right for you. And you go, all right. All right. I think our buddy Steele, he, he categorizes that as this is why we do it. Right? And this was yeah. like an yeah. excellent, excellent example of that. And I can't wait to hear the voicemails and stuff from this week. I'm sure they're crazy. Um, before we jump to that, there are two other pieces of Star Wars news this week, right? So okay. just before the writer's strike, because that's the one that kicked off first, right? Yeah, the writer's strike kicked off first. There were rumors mm -hmm. going around that that guy, Sean Levy, who 
is involved in the Deadpool stuff. I don't know if he, I don't think he directs those. Maybe he writes them. Either way, there was, there was rumors going around that he was working on a Star Wars movie. And this previous week, he confirmed that that was the case and that, you know, as of right now, it's on hold until the writers and actors strike resolves itself. You have to assume in that instance, it's the writers strike more than anything because that's probably very early in development, still needs to be written. And then today, actually, <clears throat> there was a news story going around. I guess Donald Glover's brother, Stephen, was on a podcast. Yeah. And, you know, the it was after the strike started that the news story was going around that Donald Glover and his brother were working on the Lando series, right? They were taking over writing on that series. Well, apparently... It is no longer being worked on as a series and is being worked on as a movie. And Lucasfilm actually confirmed it. Like, I guess Stephen Glover oh, wow. mentioned on a, um, a podcast that it's a movie now, and they confirmed it. So, <clears throat> there's two other movies. Like, this, this isn't even counting, you know, the, the Ray movie, the Filoni movie the James Mangold movie. Now there's two other movies in the mix. We have to eventually end up seeing one of these bad boys, right? Like one of these actually right. has to come out at some point. <laughs> They're going to get yeah. one of these done. I mean, that's, that's not even counting uh, the, the dipshits behind Game of Thrones that walked off their, or that, that they amicably amicably split from their movie conveniently right after that last season ended and everybody was like that sucked oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think everybody you're... anybody that watched tv was like oh you motherfuckers ain't shit oh you're not or gonna... you had oh boy you're doing the senior blues or something yeah no. something going on yeah so senioritis over there at game of thrones and that's the, the damon lindelof movie that was being worked on which i think is the Ray movie, right? I just think it has a different writer. Uh -huh. But, man, they got to get one of these motherfuckers out here eventually. And so they gave the release dates, which I can't even <coughs> remember. And honestly, I don't think any of us should hold as, you know, a given that those will meet those release dates because... You know, those strikes are still going on and all kinds of other mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, where does the Lando movie fit into the release schedule? Where does the Taika... So, the Taika movie, that's another one that's out there. Um, where does the Sean Levy movie... Is this them just, you know, hoping to get their ducks in a row for well into the future? Is the Lando movie going to be on Disney Plus? Right. I know they said at one point that the idea was no original Star Wars or Marvel movies on Disney Plus. They still wanted those to be theatrically released. But a lot has changed since they originally said that as well. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see. I just hope it's not too it much be. longer before my ass can go to a theater and see a movie. Very jealous. I won't be. It'll all hit at once. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, I'll be like, you know what's probably going to happen is we're probably, they're going to end up 
we're going to be like, wait a second. So you're telling me what we're doing now. We're doing this again, you guys, where we're doing um, a Star Wars movie every year. And then one of these bad boys is going to come out five months after the other. You guys, you remember mm -hmm. what this hat would happen with this, right? Um, I don't know that this is a great idea. I guess we'll see. <clears throat> um, but yeah, those do you have a bad feeling? No, I mean, it's so many. I was joking because oh, yeah. you know, instead of saying the sh instead of you know saying I've got a bad feeling about this, he's in yeah. Jason just said in the last episode, I've got a bad feeling. Mom, I've got a bad feeling. Um, yeah, I don't want to say burned because that's kind of a little too dramatic. But I've so many mm -hmm. of these Star Wars movies after the rise of Skywalker have come and crash and burned or been announced and haven't been heard from since yada, 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 Kevin Feige, fucking Patty Jenkins, the list goes on that at this point, I'm not going to get invested until I hear, Oh, by the way, they're filming it. Like, Oh, the shooting on yeah. the Rafe movie started filming today. And let's be honest with the prior history of Disney star Wars movies, with the exception of, kind of the last jedi those haven't been mm -hmm. the fucking smoothest production you know like fucking starting with the force on uh awakens grave grave fucking seriously injured harrison ford right and then didn't seem to be anything going on with uh the last jedi rogue one obviously went through reshoots poor gareth edwards <laughs> They trotted his ass out to all the press, and he was like, damn, I didn't do a whole lot of this, I guess. Tony Gilroy, mm -hmm. um, the solo, Rise of Skywalker, like, just across the board. So even once they start filming one of these, I'm going to be a little hesitant to get too stoked because two months down the road, they might be like, oh, Daisy Ridley quit the Ray movie. Now they're trying to figure out whether or whatever it may be, right? Now they're doing the original old woman Ray idea. Yeah. They brought and they, you know what they did? They brought Damon Lindelof in for emergency rewrites. Oh, they've cast Helen Mirren as old Ray. Well, I mean, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say to that. What happened? <laughs> what? Take my money. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's listen to a song and then hear from our friends. I can't wait to hear what everybody says has to say Let's about this it. episode um give me un momento i'm gonna get started now on you right now he's 
a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be bumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, 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 cockhead. Sheesh. All right. Hey, if you want to send in a voicemail or an email, man, is it easy to do. You just send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. First up, we've got a voicemail from our buddy Florian. Let's see what he has to say. Previously on Blue Harvest. Uh Oh, Will, I love a good what if. Dude, you and me both. And now, the continuation. Time, space, reality. It is more than a linear path. It is a prism of endless possibility, where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I am the Florian. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question, what if? Imagine this, what if Anakin Skywalker had not won the pot race as a young boy? How would his life have unfolded? Would he still have become a Jedi? And how would Qui-Gon's decisions have changed? I'm also curious about how they would have managed to leave Tatooine if Anakin hadn't won the pot race. Would they have stayed there longer? And speaking of which, what would the sun's impact have been on Jar Jar if they did? Furthermore, could Anakin's loss in the race have altered the political machinations of Palpatine? Would the galaxy's fate have taken a different course? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this hypothetical twist in Anakin's journey. Keep up the fantastic work on the podcast and may the force guide your decisions. If if Anakin doesn't win the pod race, like things go really badly for them because of Darth Maul, right? Like Darth Maul didn't show up as a result of him winning the pod race. So you got to figure Darth Maul still shows up. They ain't hopping on that Nubian ship and getting out of there. I don't know. Darth Maul shows up to assassinate Amidala, right? Yes. Yes. Right. If they could hide out on the planet long enough to call reinforcements, get a ride off of, yeah, maybe Jedi reinforcements, that's a possibility. If we want to take it in a different direction. Um, you know, it, we're in what-if territory. What if when Qui-Gon Jinn encountered Darth Maul, he ended it? Like, that, like he defeated Darth Maul. And then so yeah, Palpatine no, had to train another apprentice. No laser gates in the way to separate the two of them. So at that point, you got to yeah. imagine it's a full-on Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan with no interruptions. So it's you, just desert. Yeah. So it does. that probably does... You have to think that changes the course of that fight. Um, um, if he if he doesn't, if Anakin doesn't leave with the Jedi. I guarantee he becomes one of the most powerful Sith lords eventually. Anyway, like the dark right. side will find him so, his power. 
that's the thing, right? If this, if he really is fulfilling this sort of prophetic role as the chosen one, even you know, even though him uh, fulfilling that prophecy takes a fucked up road to get there, right? He does mm-hmm. eventually. You have to think that if it's a prophecy and and, and the will of the force that eventually things turn out at least somewhat similar. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of just, I just get the feeling that even if Anakin lost, right, and then Watto's like, all right, well, you don't get your parts and uh, you get to take Shmi. I get to keep the boy. I just don't think uh, Qui-Gon takes that for, takes that as a, an answer. I think he starts working at that point to figure out how to, I don't know, take care young of young obi-wan kenobi ices Watto and yeah, takes some, the hyperdrive yeah. anyway starts his descent into the dark side something something doesn't go but then at that point you know if then if they both leave what does that do for shmi because if no matter what if they're going to train anakin you know in the manner that jedi are trained at that part of the star wars timeline they're separating him from shmi regardless now Shmi is not living on Tatooine. She's not getting captured by the Tusken Raiders, you know, Kleeg. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, I guess he just keeps being down bad. I don't know. Um, Only in love. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It is a, it's an interesting question. I just think regardless, like obviously the steps to get there would probably be wildly different, but I still think. Something about the outcome is the same. Especially, like, when Palpatine, in episode three, is talking about his his master, or, or Plagueis, was so powerful that he could influence the midichlorians to create life, right? Which is strongly implied that that's Anakin, right? If that's the case, you got to think that... I can't even remember... I want to say they they explain that a bit in the Plagueis books too, and I can't even remember the explanation behind it. But you got to think, Sh- you know, something, something. <clears throat> Shmi Skywalker survives, and she raises both and both Luke Skywalker and Leia on Tatooine. Uh, oh, so you think at that point that's who they get dropped off with instead of? Owen. Yep. Okay. Shmi was born in 70. This is from Legends, Wikipedia. Okay. So, oh, hello. Hey, what is this ad? Jesus, that's a huge ad. Do you see this, Will? No, I don't. I'm maybe on a little bit of a delay. Okay. Shmi was born in 72 years before the Battle of Yavin. At the age of six, Shmi and her parents embarked on a space voyage to the Outer Rim territories where they were captured by pirates and sold into slavery. She had a difficult childhood, taken from one system to another. Um, P. Lippa? Who is P. Lippa? Kelly Rippa? Um, Though P. Lippa had planned to free Shmi, she died before she could, and Shmi instead became the property of one of... One of P. Lippa's relatives who did not want to free her. Around this time, Shmi discovered that she was pregnant and gave birth to a son she named Anakin. 
Um, she would say that her son was conceived without a father, but she couldn't explain how it happened. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Even Wikipedia doesn't know. You see this? Even Wikipedia is like, yeah, she just got pregnant. It's crazy, man. All right. All right, Wikipedia. I guess they never did explain that. This one's from Robert. He says, Halls and Will. I mean, come on. What can I even say? I bet you ha two haven't already said. The story, the lightsaber choreography, the feelings. All of it was perfect, and I couldn't be happier with where this show has ended up at the moment. I laughed, I cried, and I cheered during this episode. It's truly some of the best Star Wars content I've ever seen. I have to mention just how good it was having Hayden in a Clone Wars setting. That was so wild. And props to Matt Lanter, Lanter for sounding so close to Hayden all those years that he provided the voice. When Hayden was speaking, it was crazy how much he sounds like Matt. And man, can Hayden wield a lightsaber. His fighting style was so smooth and quick-paced. Brought me right back to the prequels. Man, I can't wait for next week when we see where Ahsoka and Hu Yang end up. May the force be with you, Robert Russo. Buddy, that brings up something I meant to talk about earlier that I still haven't settled on. Look, I'm no martial artist. I would maybe need to talk to our buddy Sal about this. But I feel like Anakin's fighting style when he's using the blue lightsaber versus when he's using the red lightsaber and he's, you know, Vader, quote unquote, um, is completely different. Like the, the two Absolutely. styles felt different. And if that is the case, if that was intentionally done, like that is very smart. <laughs> All right. This next yeah. one is from our buddy, Neil. What's up, Haas and Will? It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago, calling today about uh, Ahsoka Episode 5, Shadow Warrior. Um, overall, great episode. Uh, amazing to see Ahsoka reliving her memories uh, with Anakin, uh, seeing him in all of his various forms, uh, Clone Wars, uh, Revenge of the Sith itself when he's fighting uh, Obi-Wan, uh, even Darth Vader, uh, you know, beyond the transformation. Um, so very cool to see the full breadth of his personality displayed, uh, within those flashbacks. Uh, but I did want to, uh, comment on, uh, two things. One is funny and one was actually, uh, rather, uh, you know, heartfelt and kind of, you know, called back on something. So, uh, the thing that I found humorous was when, um, Hu Yang is describing Jason's, you know, force abilities and where he got them from, uh, to Carson Teva. And Carson just kind of shrugs his shoulders and he's like, okay, when do we start? Um, you know, he's just kind of been man. through it all at this point, just kind of willing to roll with the punches. So I thought that was pretty humorous. Um, but the part that I thought was really like heartfelt, uh, was when, uh, Ahsoka said to Anakin, I won't fight you. And he says, I've heard that before. And he's talking about Luke, uh, on the second Death Star. Um, you know, I will not fight you, father. Um, you know, so he has heard that before. Um, and it, you know, regardless, it still, um, you know, rang true. He still got a fight out of it. He fought Ahsoka and she overcame the anxiety and the rage and anger that Anakin was not able to get over, which turned him to the dark side. She proved that she has the, the will to live and that will lead her to, you know, save Sabine, save the galaxy, and combat Thrawn. 
Uh, so overall, again, a great episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and have a great rest of the week. Man, Will, that was a that was a prognostication by our buddy Neil. Look at that. He hit two things we already talked about. Um, yeah, man. Right? I, I, like, as weird as it may sound, like, one of my favorite moments of the episode now, after the realization of what it was referencing. Like, that's the kind of Star Wars referential, like, that's the kind of reference I prefer. Make me think about it a little bit. And, and like, it's not immediately apparent all the time. Like, right. There's a there's a way to mix it so they're balanced. I will say though, I will say, fucking Anakin got that dog in him, man. Yeah, you do. We were talking about it last night um, while we were hanging out playing Fortnite. Um, a side note: I find that I play a lot better in Fortnite when I'm just disconnected from the game and babbling about Star Wars, but. We did amazing. You know, our buddy Rick brought it up to me last week um, and reminded me there's in the Force Awakens art book, right? There is some concept mm. art. The cool thing about that art book is it it has stuff from even before J.J. got involved, like when when George Lucas was involved, like very early on and Michael Arndt and stuff and there was a concept that was being tossed around, and I don't know if it was something that the artists were prompted to, or if this was, there's like this development phase they call like the blue sky phase, where everybody's just developing stuff and like, you know, making concept art of what could be or what could happen. And there's some stuff in right. there of yeah. forced ghost Luke, or, or forced ghost Anakin speaking to Luke, and he sort of, shifts between Anakin and Vader, right? Um, and, and that show, and, and like the concept is that even in the afterlife, like Anakin is not fully devoid of that dark side. Like you have to think the dude spent longer being a dark Lord of the Sith, the kind of dude that kills kids, right? It would make sense that like, yeah, just because you throw an old man down a hole, it doesn't completely absolve you and you're just free and clear to walk around being handsome-ass Hayden Christensen in the right. afterlife. And obviously, you know, it could be that he just turned that on as part of the lesson for Ahsoka or whatever right. it may be, but it was kind of cool to see that concept sort of revisited in this episode, right? I thought that was neat. Um, Definitely cool as hell to me. Yeah. All right, now we got a voicemail from our buddy Jacob. What is up, Haas and Will? You know that mystical-ass episode of Ahsoka was going to conjure Jacobo Wizardo back from the ether into the physical audio form. And dudes, I'm loving Ahsoka so far. I think it is a tremendous show. Whew. Been loving it this far on this journey. And man, has it taken us on a journey as well. And this episode was titled Shadow Warrior, if I do believe. And I believe that refers to 
essentially the shadow work or Ahsoka reincorporating her shadow back within herself. Because the interesting thing is, you know, people talk, did Ahsoka, was she dead? Did she brought back to life? You know, that's the interesting thing about the inner worlds, that they could be pathways to other dimensions. So I think the more important thing is that, you know, Ahsoka confronted her shadow self being, you know, her um, being brought up by Anakin, the darkness, you know, the death, you know, the almost feeling betrayed, the amount of almost probably revenge she wanted to get against Anakin. And ultimately, she decided to then, you know, love herself. And the interesting thing of then when it panned out from that, like, world between worlds back into the water where she was, she was almost kind of, like, hugged by the water. And it's like she was literally reborn, you know. It was a baptism by water where Anakin was always trying to give her a baptism by fire. And the interesting thing about that rebirth by water is then it also plays in to her then going into the whale because the uh, biblical story of Jonah and the whale is very much a symbolic story of rebirth and trying to ascend to the higher reality or union with God. And essentially Ahsoka is, you know, combining both aspects of herself to become full and whole and make that true ascension with the force. And then that's why she's happy. She's smiling. You know, obviously she donned a whole white outfit. She's Ahsoka the White now, just like Gandalf. He defeated, you know, the Balrog, that dark aspect of himself. So then the two things make up the whole. So then he became kind of like a complete human. And the interesting thing about, you know, Dave Filoni and George named Ahsoka after an actual historical person. And the story of Ahsoka, he was a um, Indian emperor who fought in a lot of um, what he then dubbed as meaningless bloodshed wars. And then ultimately he found Buddhism and, you know learned Buddhism and then wanted to spread it. And then he's the one that spread Buddhism throughout um, India. So similar to, you know, Ahsoka fighting in a meaningless war. It was a war completely orchestrated for greed by Palpatine. And then ultimately she finds her redemption and now will be spreading the light. So, uh, crazy episode. Loving this show, you guys. Let me know what y'all think. I'll check you guys later. Gulping sea monkeys by the gallon. My tummy feel crazy. Mm, boy. Jacob, buddy, do you listen to Tool? <clears throat> Should try them out sometime if you don't. I, I, the more and more you send in voicemails, the more and more I think it's something you should maybe look into. Just personally, I think you might kind of dig them. Man, uh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you here, Will. I did not know that was the origin of Ahsoka's name. 
that's fascinating to me. That's something I want to read up. I didn't about, either. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You know, um, speaking of the purgles and the space whales or whatever, what is, what's doing with them teeth, man? Those purgles have weird ass teeth. They're so thin and there's so many of them. The baleen? The ba- what? Huh? What you talking about? I thought the purgles teeth? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I thought um, that was baleen. What's baleen? Like whale's teeth. Whales have, whales have these teeth that's like super bristles. Really? And that's that's yeah, what a whale's like teeth a, really look like. That's what actual whale's teeth are called. It's called oh, baleen. Shit, are you serious, bro? I'll be damned, Will. They sure as hell do. Not every species, obviously, like Shamu, like no. a killer whale. This guy. Yeah, he's got teeth. Yeah, he's got pointy ass teeth. But yeah, I'm looking here. There's a blue whale. You're right. I had no idea that's what their teeth looked like. I was mm-hmm. just like Ooh. the scene in Finding Dory. Oh, or I don't maybe know. it's Finding Nemo. Where I they... don't think I've ever seen the. I've seen the first one. I've seen Finding Nemo. We okay. talked about how I had some roommates that called me Nemo for a little while because he's got a, a, a fin that's smaller than the other, and I got a weird foot. Mm-hmm. Height of comedy. Thanks, Pixar. Thank very, you for that. Very, very not cool. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, it, that's funny that you you yeah. noticed it as well, but I was like, you know, that's used for like so that, catching a mouthful of krill or shrimp and right, throwing so the that, water back out and keeping the That's what the I was going to ask. Like, is that what it is? It's like a they got a, a colander for a mouth. They suck a bunch of water in and it's, then they yeah. close those teeth and just shoot that's the water exactly out and it. keep keep all the krill yep. or plankton or whatever the fuck it is they're eating or fish or whatever it is they caught dude yeah because i guess you gotta you gotta really be sucking in a lot of water as a whale that's a big boy mm-hmm. and that's a, you know that's not even a space whale so what are the purgles are sucking into their mouths then up in the air that was the thing that was the what that was i was like interesting that you gave a flying whale baleen what Micro, what cloud organism of what shrimp cloud exists on you know Maybe these could, worlds? I, I, I guess they could go down in the water too. I mean, the sea toss or whatever planet they're on had a lot of ocean. Certainly could, certainly could. Maybe they eat space stuff. Maybe there are flocks of minox. Oh, oh, the worst minox, the worst. That's what a minox sounds like when it hits your window. In the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it goes. Blah, 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 blah. And They're then, ugly. And then fucking Princess Leia goes. Ah. Blah, 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 blah. The ground. And I only say Minox because I can't think of other animals that something. live in space. Like I want to see. Star a, Wars has got a couple. But like. Yeah, I can't think of anything. They're adding the more to the Cthulhu monster lift. and Solo. Yep. Yeah. Right? That's what I want to see. The Purgle fight. It's one of, dude, the what Cthulhu if, monster. Dude. What if they get to this new galaxy. And those things are like. From that galaxy. A dime a dozen. Yeah, there's oh, a wow. lot. Of... It's the galaxy of those things. Oh, creepy. Space octopus. Talk about a dark forest scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thrawn and Ezra all hiding. It's like space predators. Yeah. 
Ooh, ooh, man, I can't wait. Like last week, <laughs> after the episode last week, I was like, fuck me, it's going to be a long week. I want to see what happens next episode. And then this episode ended, and I had the, I was like, well, fuck me. I want to see what happens next episode. <laughs> so. This is good. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I'm just impressed with how good it is, I guess. I, um, I got to say, I think this is totally unrelated, but just in the context of future Star Wars, it seems more and more likely that we are not getting Skeleton Crew this year, you know, because of the, the strikes. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, listen. Oh, well, I guess that's true. I forgot you know, about that. Like, we're still three weeks away from Ahsoka being over, so it'll be October 3rd. It was right it was the next one in the can right it was the next one in the pipeline yeah and it seemed like they were going to shoot for that to be out by the end of the year but we Mm -hmm. haven't even gotten an official trailer for that for the the public right they showed one at right celebration um but if ahsoka ends october 3rd and then i think the second season of loki starts not too long after that and see i kind of feel like that might have gotten pushed into next year maybe um and if that's the case then it means next year we're getting you'd have to imagine regardless it's probably going to be somewhat towards the beginning of the year we're going to get skeleton crew acolyte because i think acolyte had finished filming before the strikes and Andor season two, which I think hadn't finished filming, but there was some, I don't know if it was a legitimate loophole or what, but I think they finished filming. I can't remember. I don't really know. But um, this could be it as far as Star Wars, new Star Wars is concerned for this year. Oh, wow. And That's then... So then that would mean if the Ray movie is still scheduled for 2025, then that means in 2025 we might get season four of Mandalorian and maybe season two of Ahsoka if they're going to do one. I don't know. It's fascinating to think about it's because... 2025. It's fascinating to think about we're talking 2025 and it's still right. 2023. I know. Yeah, but not for long. This shit has... This year has rocketed by, man. I'm talking I'm about... Sure it's spent all of the end of 22, 2022 being like, well, 2023 has to be better. I mean, then it's better, but not by a ton. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's like better, a, but come on, 2024. Come on, 2024, huh? I mean, I guess the end of the year could really, yeah, everything could be coming up Millhouse. Everything could come up Halls. Could but be. At this point, I ain't going to count count on it. I'll tell you that. Sheesh, I'm done counting on shit. All right, we got one last email, and this is from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. What a time to be a Star Wars fan. Glad we all get to experience this together and speculate on the future. I have two questions for you guys this week. First... This week, the timeline of this show was confirmed that it takes place during Mando Season 3, which means it also takes place after the Book of Boba Fett. I haven't seen that, but it makes sense if that is the case. Um, Uh Have you gone back and watched that recently? I haven't. When Ahsoka and Luke are watching Grogu training, 
She has a great line about how difficult Padawans are. This seems to have a, new a whole new context now that sh we know she had broken away from Sabine by that point. That makes sense. Second, how would you feel if next week we find out that Thrawn and Ezra were transported to our galaxy and when Ahsoka finds Ezra, he is at Skywalker Ranch telling his story to Trapper Wolf, Dave Filoni, the baloney Big Mac, and his rebel crew that he was part of. Then Dave can say that the reason that Ahsoka's outfit is different in Rebel's epilogue is because she, he didn't actually know how the story ended. I'm sure that this story will break the fourth wall and we will find out it's all a true story told to Dave Filoni from an alien. Thanks and keep being awesome, guys. Best wishes, Sam. Bro, that sounds like the last three books in the Dark Tower series, and I don't like it, bro. Stephen King <laughs> writes his, his ass into those books, like in the fifth Dark Tower book, and this that was one of those series that, no, like it was like, is he ever going to finish this? Because there was long periods of time in between a few of the books, specifically like the fourth and fifth book. And so the fifth book comes out, everybody's super hyped about it, start reading it, and Stephen King is a character in it. Oof. 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 Ahsoka gets here, and Ezra's working at an Apple store. And he's like, yo, I told Falone this roommate I had named Dave all about our story. They oh, have shit. history. They have our history here from movies. Bro, he shows he up. He turned our story into fucking... Yeah, he shows up... Uh... He shows up in like 1979, so the year before Empire, and he's like, "Oh shit, what are all these people do? Listen to the Foreigner, you know? Like he's got a room, a roommate that plays Slow Ride way too loud, and he's like, Sean, turn it down! I don't want to hear <laughs> Slow Ride anymore. And this is what's coming." Sean! Turn it down! Don't make me use the force! Sean! I gotta be up for work in the morning! Sean! Love a fog hat bit. Gotta love a fog, fog hat. hat bit. Oh man. I hope it's just some weird galaxy. I can't imagine, oh, dude, you want to talk about immediately destroying the goodwill you just generated with a bunch of folks with this last episode? They show up and <coughs> Ezra works at Taco Bell. <coughs> the, the next episode just starts with Sabine, Sabine, Balin, Balin, and Shin in a minivan going through the drive-thru. And... Uh, they're like, I don't know what to get. And then on the other side, it's it's Ezra. And he's like, uh, thanks for choosing Taco Bell. What can I get you today? And uh, Balin Skull is like, what is an enchirito? <laughs> and he's like, listen, man, we got five ingredients and we just combine them in different ways. So just pick something. And they pull up and Sabine, Thrawn comes over and tells him he's got to clean the bathroom. Yeah, so Thrawn's his manager, the district manager. And Sabine's got like a hoodie and big glasses on because she's wanting to make sure it's him before she. <clears throat> and she's like looking at him side from the, the passenger. The passenger seat. Mm hmm. 
loves Nacho Bel Grande, though. Thrawn's put on a little weight. He, he likes the cinnamon twist, you know? Who don't like the doo-doo Bel Grande? Shush. Can I get a chips and a cup of cheese? <laughs> Can I get a, a, a crunch wrap supreme? <laughs> That's what they pull up and, and uh Balin's like, what would you recommend? And Ezra's like, um, uh, what do you mean? Chef's choice. Oh man, I don't I don't make them. We got a couple of guys <coughs> in the back that makes it. I just take the orders. You never you never ordered fast food before? <laughs> Last time I was in this galaxy, they had gorditas. Gorditas. There's so many gorditas. Hey, do you guys have the cheesy gordita crunch? He's like, yeah, we do. What about chili cheese burrito? No, don't ask about the fucking chili cheese burrito. Do not. Mexican pizza? Oh, man. Yeah, we man, brought it back. Man, that shit like hotcakes when they brought that back. When they brought it back, you would have thought it had the cure to spina bifida in it. I know. <laughs> you would have thought the. That's not funny. Yes, it is. The winning lotto numbers were in that motherfucker. People mm -hmm. getting a Mexican pizza. I right. got one. I got caught up in the hype, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a Mexican pizza." I I stopped ordering these a long time ago. I just I had too many. I got other things I like here, like the cheesy gordita crunch, and the nacho Belgrande. Ooh, Thrawn. No, man, Thrawn is not the district manager. So Ezra works at a Taco Bell in Vegas, and you know what Thrawn is? You know what he's doing? What's he doing? He's in the Blue Man group. No. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He just shaved his head, and they're like, oh, you're – wait, you just look like this normally? You just – this is just what you look like normal? Thrawn, we're not no calling makeup you, required. We're not calling you Grand Admiral, and he's just this is this is the works one. on the set of Avatar. <laughs> they go to a show, and this is what Thrawn's doing, playing some PVC pipes. You can just play the Intel sound. Bro, I just group. I pulled up Blue Man Group, bro. <clears throat> first of all, I was not quite sure they were going to have something on Spotify. These poor bastards and peace and love. It's still a lot. They but they get 67,000 oh, yeah. monthly listeners. That's pretty low comparatively. Wow. Um, well, they, they're a one-trick pony, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you got a real... They're, they're like uh, the Lord of the Dance or I Stomp. Wanna meet, I want to meet the dude who is like front of the line for the blue the new Blue Man Group album release, you know? Or the or the couple that's like, oh, we go to every Blue we've Man seen, Group show. We've we, seen the Blue Man Group 40 through, 43 times. Damn! If yeah, you're a blue we work part time so that we can follow them around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have like they have like permanent residency somewhere. They they're say follow them. Around. They're they're fully tattooed blue. Mm hmm. Bro, if you're in the blue man, if you're into the blue man group, you gotta wait a while. They put out. Uh, they have a, they have a favorite blue man. Oh yeah, which one? Um, which one of the guys painted <laughs> like blue that's using trash as a musical instrument is your favorite? 
Oh, I don't know. That one? Oh, how can you tell? Well, last album, last Blue Man Group album was in 2016. Before that, 2008. You got to wait. You got to be patient if you're waiting on that new Blue Man Group album. Oh, my Lord. Man. (laughs) Pop synth. Something. Something. All right, buddy, that's going to do it. I've done bitted myself out for the evening. Thanks for recording with me this week. Dude, thanks for recording with me. That was an amazing episode of Ahsoka to watch and discuss. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next week. So listen, guys, Mm -hmm. if you haven't already, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. If you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, their Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And check out me and Steve on the High Potion Podcast every week. We talk about video games. Uh, We have a Mass Effect 2 episode coming out this Monday that I'm very excited about. So check that out. Might hear me jump in like it's none of my business. Oh! At some point down the road. Dude, that is so funny. Steve and I were recording last night and... I had Discord open so I can use the, the soundboard right and do all my dumb. I farted and a poopy almost slipped out. Why are you running? You know, all that dumb shit. And I'm just hanging out. In WNBC. Uh, Steve and I are talking and I hear boop boop. Somebody comes up in Discord. And I was like, oh, it's Will. So a couple weeks from now, it's not on this Monday's episode. It'll be maybe on the one after that because we record in advance, you'll hear a very delightful cameo by a buddy Will on High Potion. So you should definitely look forward to that. And you know what else you should look forward to? The end of this show, and we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.